we talk of climate change, we mostly mention contributions from coal or oil or airplanes. But there is a silent industry that's often not spoken about. Yeah, not at all. I mean, if you look at some information that the United Nations has put out, the fashion industry is responsible for 10% of our annual global carbon emissions, which when we look at that combined to other types of emissions, the UN says that that's more than all international flights and maritime shipping combined. So I think that when we kind of put that into perspective of our consumption, it's really like mind-blowing in my opinion. 10% of annual global emissions. And there are people who have probably never heard of it. Okay, but before more math, let's introduce you to our guest, whom you just heard speaking about the UN stuff. Hi, yeah, so I'm Sam Torres. I'm currently a junior. I go to school at Miracoast High School uh, in Manhattan Beach, California. But as for fast fashion, that was kind of more of a personal thing that I kind of got into learning about the negative environmental consequences of it around the beginning of quarantine last year you know everyone goes through their spring cleaning and stuff like that so it was kind of something where I started being a more informed consumer when it came to not only my food but also the clothing too. Same indeed over the COVID lockdown last year focused a lot on learning about the impacts of the clothing industry on the environment. On an interview call with her, I was told that clothing is amongst the most resource-intensive industries when it comes to its impacts on the environment. This fact is indeed reiterated by Levi Strauss that estimates that carbon emissions from its iconic 501 genes stain roughly around 33.4 kilograms per pair. Over a third of this comes from fiber production, 8% from cutting, sewing, and finishing the jeans, packaging and transport roughly 16%, while remaining 40% is from consumer use and disposal in a landfill. But carbon is just one part of the clothing industry. According to Sam, there are many more things besides carbon when it comes to clothing industry's environmental impact. It takes 3,781 liters just to make a single pair of jeans. Uh, that is also from the United Nations, and I just think that... And also it takes, obviously, a lot of water to make our shirts, our jackets, our other stuff, but especially jeans are a big one when it comes to resources, especially water. A single pair of jeans requires a kilogram of cotton, and because cotton tends to grow in dry environments, According to some statistics, producing this much cotton requires about 7,500 to 10,000 liters of water. Numbers much larger than same statistics. And that's roughly about 10 years worth of drinking water for one person. And that's just the case with cotton. The bulk of clothing, roughly 65% that we wear is actually made of polyester, a synthetic polymer that uses roughly 70 billion barrels of oil a year for production. This stuff essentially makes everything from delicate scarves to waterproof jackets. A t-shirt made from polyester, for example, releases roughly 30% more carbon dioxide than one made of cotton. And it's used in textiles produced nearly 706 billion kilograms or 1.5 trillion pounds of carbon emissions in the year 2015. Polyester, that is. That's almost equal to annual carbon emissions of nearly 185 coal-fired power plants. The thing with clothing is, 
it's really already carbon intensive and it encourages an unsustainable pace of change. New styles and trends make older ones outdated and once old styles are outdated, people are tempted to buy new stuff. This phenomenon, largely defined today as fast fashion, is at the heart of clothing industry's emissions problem. Yeah, well, fast fashion is essentially making clothes cheaply and fast, as the name would uh, name would say, just to keep up with the trends and all the bright colors that seem to come and go. So you need to be able to create it as fast as these trends are coming in, which is why it, it uses cheap labor and cheap materials. The ethical part of our fast fashion is also a big part of it. I think that a lot of issues when we have an environmental impact, they're also going to have an ethical impact. And we kind of have to look at those hand in hand. And I think they're equally just as important. But uh, just if we're going back to the statistic approach to this is that only 2% of fashion workers around the world are paid a livable salary. And I just that's mainly we're looking at the fast fashion when it comes to these companies that outsource for cheap labor and it's just incredibly harmful, not only to the environment, but also for the well-being of these families. So there is that too. Fast fashion has an ethical angle and people are exploited by the clothing industry, largely driven by fast fashion. All of this essentially invites us to explore the alternatives available, which although might not solve the problem completely, might still do a tiny, tiny bit necessary, according to the experts. First. Switching to recycled polyester fabric, for instance, can help reduce emissions. Recycling polyester releases half to a quarter of emissions compared to a fresh polyester. Not a long-term solution though. Polyesters take a long time, almost 100 years, to decompose and can lead to microfibers escaping into the environment. Second, switching from polyesters or other synthetic fibers to natural fibers like cotton. But just as we learned earlier, materials, you know, natural materials aren't 100% sustainable either. Take our cotton example for instance. They require lots and lots of water and are carbon intensive. Third, only buy what we really intend to keep. The World Bank predicts that 40% of clothing in some countries is never used. Fourth is wear things for longer. Investing in better quality sourced clothing from sustainable materials and holding on to them for longer are well-known ways to cut down a garment's carbon footprint. In fact, in Britain itself, continuing to actively wear a piece of clothing and not discarding it in the landfill for just nine extra months can diminish its environmental impact by 20 to 30 percent. That's according to a BBC source, by the way. Fifth has to do with clothes disposal. Passing on your clothes to your friends or donating them to those in need is always a much better option than throwing them away in a landfill where they'll simply be incinerated leading to more emissions. This however shouldn't be used as a way to simply make more room for new clothes when one already has enough. Sixth is recycling when clothes are damaged while still a new method, cotton and polyester can be turned into new clothes and many agencies are already doing this. And this obviously has certain repercussions or limits that we already discussed, but it's still a method out there. 
Seventh is looking at certifications in clothing. Oftentimes, clothes, you know, come with sustainability certifications from programs like the Better Cotton Initiative or the Global Organic Textile Standard. These certificates essentially say how green your clothing item is, although they're far from being perfect. And eighth is where our guest Sam comes in. Make a big change in your consumption pattern. And I'll, I'll let Sam narrate on what exactly is that. When we first went into that lockdown and the whole world went on lockdown, obviously we're all with a lot of time on our hands. So something that I naturally went into was just like spring cleaning and just kind of getting rid of all my clothes, but also just obviously spending a lot of time on the internet. And this was my realization of the effects of fast fashion also kind of came around the same time as my switch to veganism came. And then I remember I was watching part of an Earthlings documentary, which is mainly for like veganism, which obviously can is not only about your diet, but also like what clothing you consume. And that kind of sparked my interest on, oh, what do the consequences do? What consequences do the clothes that I buy have on the environment? And from there, it was just me, you know, looking at articles online and just kind of figuring out like what I, I was just really interested in what the effects my clothes had because no one had really informed me before. And then from there, once I realized how bad fast fashion is for the environment, how detrimental it can be to not only the people as well, that came with me figuring or coming to the realization that I, I need to be shopping secondhand. I need to not be consuming these fast fashion clothing and not supporting these brands. So like I said earlier, how that came at the same time as me cleaning out my closet, I was getting into the really the buying and selling of clothes um, through second secondhand clothes. So that's when I came to these apps like Depop, Mercari, Poshmark, where there's just platforms of so many people just doing the same thing as you are, just selling your clothes and buying new ones. And they're all secondhand. I just really came to this realization that why would I go and buy a new clothing item, a new shirt, a new jacket, etc., when there's already one made and there's someone selling that exact one on the internet or something similar or just in general, why would I go and support these businesses that are making new garments when there are already so many that are already made and there's just such a great buying and reselling platform on the internet nowadays, which I think is definitely not something that has necessarily been there before. Um, and it's just like super cool. So that's where I kind of got into the realization that, you know, I I have these great resources out for me where I can be shopping secondhand and I don't need to be wasting more materials and and supporting these businesses. And I think that another quote that kind of, um, or stat that really sparked my mind was that this is one from the Ellen MacArthur Foundation that less than 1% of used clothing is recycled into new garments so that this is really just all going into the landfill so whether it's either you're buying secondhand or you're repurposing your old clothes into new ones I just think that it's such a better thing to do than just be supporting these fast fashion companies and as far as the popular taboo for poor quality associated with secondhand clothing goes, this is Sam's answer. Again, another misconception about these apps is that obviously you can get clothes that are more worn down and that's what the price of them is going to reflect, but you can also find uh, so many different brand names with the tags still on them and, and brand new and designer brands and all this stuff, which I think is a great feature about these apps that 
maybe when people first hear the word secondhand clothing or you know buying someone else's clothes maybe they think that's dirty or or when i um these misconceptions about it which i think that when you kind of look at these apps and realize what you're buying you have the choice to if you only want to buy clothes that have never been worn and are still new with tags you have the option to do that which i think is just so cool and you can find so many designer brands like on on these apps it's still there's still a spectrum on what type of clothes do you want to buy are you looking for something that's more worn down or are you looking for like i said a designer brand so those were some solutions, but the truth is that many other changes needed to make clothing more sustainable have to be implemented from the manufacturer and big companies that control the fashion industry or the supply side, essentially. As consumers, however, the change we all make in our behavior not only add up, but also have the potential to drive a change in supply or the fashion industry. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.